Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dance, and Kelly Sander here in the First Bank Studios in uh, Hattiesburg. Luke over in Laurel, uh, Esquire, directing as always and producing the show. Glad you're with us this afternoon. Got a good show. Butch Sims is in the studio with us here in Hattiesburg. He's going to be talking about his PGA caddy career. He's a USM guy, of course. A little later in the show, Ben Whitpickler, who is the uh, head of the USM ticket office, going to be talking about some football ticket specials and some things that uh, we can tell you about a little later in the show. First segment is always sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. Dickie's uh, cooks great smoked meats in-house every day. Catering is their summer specialty. They, Kelly Sander, will be catering our political forum Thursday night at Lake Serene Clubhouse, and I'm guessing that's the reason you agreed to emcee it. You had me at uh, you right. know, at, at Dickie's, and, and I imagine that's going to increase the crowd, too, of people that are going to be there. Well, I hope so. Uh, they cook great food. Uh, they'll cater any event, large or small. Uh, you can sit back, relax, like we're going to do Thursday night, and let Dickies do the cooking, and, and we certainly thank Justin and those great guys at Dickies for their support of our show. All right, we're going to be talking Southern Miss football tickets a little later. Also, a media day this week in Conference USA, and uh, we'll tell you where the media that covers Conference USA sports predicts Southern Miss to fall. But first, we have a guest in our First Bank studio, which we're always happy to have. And Kelly, you invited this gentleman. I'm going to let you introduce him. Butch Sims is a native of Hattiesburg, was a Southern Miss student beginning in 1976, I guess the fall of 76. But before that, had an interesting career as a caddy on the PGA Tour. He has worked alongside, he hasn't carried the bag of, but has worked alongside the likes of Arnold Palmer and Gary Player, obviously some Hall of Famers. But uh, Butch, good to have you here. It's kind of a it's kind of a secret life of caddies that nobody really it's not anything you go to college to get a degree to do right exactly but as yeah. we welcome you and and we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of caddying but you you talked in our in our pre-show interview that uh, that in your in your caddying career one of the very nicest human beings you ever got to meet and that was the persona in the public but privately is when you really get to know a person was that Arnold Palmer was about as as good as they come, yes? He's the best. Uh, I had the opportunity to caddy for his best friend in pro-ams and spent quite a bit of time around Arnold Palmer, and he was he treated everybody like a million dollars. He was really a great guy. And that that's, again, that's how you really know what a person's like, is how they treat you when the lights aren't on. Exactly. Right? Now, actually, Butch, you got your career started in caddying, through your brother Bill, who was who was also a caddy, yes? Right. My brother Bill was a caddy for quite a few years, and the last couple of years he was caddying, he caddied for Gary McCord, who is a very well-known golf announcer these days. Yeah, and then, and then you just decided, hey, that's something I might want to do? Well, I had some free time for a period of time, so I 
said, well, I can, I can get into this too. And started out at the Magnolia Classic and... Which evolved into the Deposit Guarantee Golf Classic, now the Viking, whatever it is. Right. right? And it just kind of steamrolled into something that lasted about seven to eight months. So when you, when you, it's one thing to say you're going to caddy, but how much extensive knowledge of all of these PGA courses do you have to have? And how do you land on with a PGA Touring Pro? Actually, my first job out at the Magnolia Classic, I basically carried the bag for the guy handed him a club, the club that he asked for, and stayed out of the way. And then the more you do it, you, you kind of pick up on things. And actually, I learned a lot about the game of golf in seven to eight months. And, and really, you would think that being a caddy that you would have had an extensive background in golf, but that is not the case with you. Uh, some do, some don't. Uh, there were caddies out there that, you know, were one or two handicapped golfers. And people like me that I didn't really play golf, but I, I knew enough to, you know, get the job done. Butch Sims is with us, who was a Golden Eagle from 76 to 80, but had a, to, a career uh, on the PGA Tour as a touring pro. What was the standard working agreement back then, Butch? Uh, in 76, base pay was around $150 a week and 10% of what your golfer earned. So, so I would imagine a lot of guys wanted to get on the bags of the really good players, obviously. Oh, for sure. But back then, you know, the paydays back then were nothing like they are today. Um, I don't even think a the, the top money winner in 76 even came close to winning a million dollars in a year, which these guys are winning that much for a tournament these days. Yeah, you can finish dead last and make uh, 100000 Oh, easy, it, it, yeah. It's amazing, you know, how, how it works. But back then, the PGA Tour, back in the 70s, was much more regionalized. So when you'd get in a car to go from event to event, you'd only be going maybe 200 miles in any one direction, yes? Exactly. I think the longest drive we ever had was from... Memphis to Columbus, Ohio. But but you'd also go from Hattiesburg to like Tallahassee, from Tallahassee to Pensacola, places like that. Right, out to Houston, Dallas. Um, I actually got to caddy at the first memorial tournament in Columbus, Ohio, which was Jack Nicholas's tournament, which that was that was sort of special. Now, the British Open is this week. Of course, it opens, well, the Open Championship is what they call it now that right. begins on Thursday. But you, you got to caddy in a U.S. Open. I did. 1976 Bicentennial U.S. Open. Um, that was was quite an experience, and it was just fun being there. Now the U.S. Open, they rotate different courses, you know, over the years. That one, the '76 one, was where Wingfoot? No, it was at the Atlanta Athletic Club, okay. which is which most people don't realize that was Bobby Jones' home course. People always assume that Augusta was was Bobby Jones' home course, but he actually. Um, his home course was actually Atlanta Athletic Club. Now, you actually caddied for David Knipe in, in that U.S. Open. How did, how did that relationship begin? Uh, I met him out on tour, and I, for the most part, I caddied for a local, probably one of the best-known golfers from Hattiesburg named David Smith. And if he didn't get into a tournament, I would pick up work with other golfers and developed a relationship with David Knipe and caddied for him for a couple of tournaments and went through the last round of U.S. Open qualifying with him and 
headed for him in the open. So it sounds like, from what, you, what feedback that you're giving us here, is much more impetus on the golfer back in the day than the caddy. Because today it seems like, like whatever the caddy says is almost gospel to the touring pro himself. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we were, we basically carried the bag and offered support and just helped him any way we could. But you did have to know the nuances of each of the golf courses you uh, participated. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We um we went out, got yardage, got pin positions every day and and yeah, just Interestingly, though, the golfers and the caddies, though they worked together in obviously a very, very close-knit relationship on the course, off the course, though, Butch Sims, you you rarely would socialize with any of the golfers. None of the caddies would really socialize with any of the golfers. No, oh, no, no, no. Caddies, caddies were their own little social group, and the golfers... You know, we're their own social group. That That's interesting to me, because you'd think as much time as you'd spend together on the course that you'd spend a little bit of time off the course, but wasn't the case. Not at all. And actually, you caddies would travel together, too, yes. from different yes, places. Yes, we would. Stay yeah. in the same hotel rooms, whatnot. Oh, yeah. I was fortunate. I was one of the very few caddies that had a vehicle, so I was I was very popular. Everybody needed a ride, so I... Yeah, I was very popular. Now, now, when when people harken back on those days as a PGA touring caddy, because again, it's not anything you go to school to. Are you a little bit overwhelmed the fact that people are so intrigued that you did that for a time in your life? Uh, for the, yeah, sometimes yeah. And people that know a lot about golf and and keep up with it, they're they're really interested in that in the, those stories. And you're probably just going, you guys, it really wasn't that big of a deal, probably. I didn't think so at the time, but you sit down and think about some of the people I met and some of the courses I played on and stuff. It, it's amazing. We did a Monday qualifying in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that hosted – it was at the Atlanta uh, Philadelphia Cricket Club, which hosted the 1903 and the 1910 U.S. Open. Wow, that goes back a few years, huh? Yeah. So, so eventually, just the wear and tear and getting tired of living out of a suitcase in hotels, eventually you just said, I'm, I'm done with it, I'm well, over it. Time to go to college, so I had a good time, and that was it. And so, and so you enrolled in Southern Miss right. the fall of 76? Fall of 76. And then what did you study, and tell us what you're doing now, Bush. Um, I have a degree in banking and finance, and I own a Subway sandwich shop out in Oak Grove. And man, I'm telling you, if you've ever been there, you, you're always going to wait in line. That's not not very long, but uh, but it is a, a very uh, very successful store out in Oak Grove. And we got wind that uh, that Butch was a was a caddy on the PGA Tour, and and dare I say, the only one I know that went to Southern Miss that actually had a career as a as a caddy on the tour, albeit back in the the great decade of the 70s. Butch Sims continued success, man. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Kelly. Lots Enjoyed more, it. Lots more to talk about on the Eagle Hour, including some of the football ticket promotions that are going on. Luke Johnson and Bob Getty will rejoin the Eagle Hour on our Mississippi Super Talk network of stations after we burn this time out.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Bob, Kelly, Luke, and Dalton, the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Want to thank Butch Sims for coming through and like every walk of life, Kelly, some people are nice and some people not so nice, right? Uh, he's great. He's great. And uh, the, the fact he, he has mentioned, you know, he's intrigued that so many people are interested in, in his life as a, as a caddy. You mm-hmm. know, it's, he said it really wasn't any big deal. It was just a way to make ends meet and meet a few people. And But everybody still continues to be interested in, in a career that ended for him, you know, Right. 40 years ago. Yeah. All right. Want to uh, want to thank Butch for coming in. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. No doubt. Lots of summer stuff in there right now. All sorts of pastel colors, which I know is Kelly's favorite. Uh, you're kind of like a pinkish guy, right? Well, pinkish, I have, I've have i been colorized and I'm a winter person. <laughs> See, if you were colorized, you would know what season you are. Look, you woke Dalton up with that. I don't know. Dalton, glad to see you back with us. <laughs> we appreciate Campus Book Mart. Uh, if you can't get down to the store on Hardy Street, of course, you can get on the, online and uh, buy your good stuff from Southern Miss and uh, Campus Book Mart, and they'll deliver it right to your front door. All right, Luke, the uh, media week is uh, underway for Conference USA and the media. In all their infinite wisdom, and Lord, do we know how smart they all are, uh, has picked uh, how everybody is going to finish in Conference USA. Marshall seems to be the darling in the East, Luke. They welcome back nine starters on offense and six on defense uh, from a squad that was pretty good last year and have quarterback Isaiah Green coming back. He was named co-freshman of the year last year after throwing for 15 touchdown passes. And Over in the West, uh, all the talks about North Texas, nine starters from the league's top-ranked scoring offense coming back. Uh, back-to-back Offensive Player of the Year and the FBS Active Leader in Passing in 2018. Uh, they have uh, you know, a great quarterback uh, in fine and a great wide receiver in Rico Buzzy Jr. Do you, do you differ at all that Marshall and North Texas are the two teams to beat? Um, Marshall is just kind of, to me, it's kind of up in the air. Um like to see how FIU is going to do uh, with with Butch Davis. You know, you, you never know just what with, with his background what might happen with FIU. And you still, I think FAU really underperformed last year. You never count Lane Kiffin out of it. So you know, for 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 me to say right now that Marshall is going to dominate both Lane Kiffin and Butch a Butch Davis team. I just I, I, I don't I think that he may they may win one of those I don't see him winning both of those on the other side though in the West by far North Texas is is the strong schedule and here's something just to think about their non-conference schedule is uh, pretty not difficult at all they open Abilene Christian SMU and then they take a trip out to Berkeley to play the Cal Bears. But, but when you look at they got Houston, you know, um, September 28th. But th- this is a team, I think, um, that Southern Miss, thankfully, catches them right after Houston. But, but this is a team that could go into the Houston game uh, 4-0. I think they have a really good chance of beating Cal at Cal. 
Uh, and, and so when Fine gets going, if, if you don't forget about what North Texas is, this is this is Mike Leach uh, evolved. Uh, both of these guys, uh, especially the offensive coordinator last year, but the head coach, both of them were, were in that same system. So when you got a quarterback like Fine, this is his third year in, in the system uh, at quarterback, they're just dangerous to me. It's, it's almost like one of these teams, uh, you're going to have to – you're just going to have to outscore them because they're going to find ways to get into the end zone. So, Marshall and North Texas, yeah. Kelly Sander, when did it happen and how did it happen that a football program like Southern Miss is now looking up to schools like North Texas and, and not – being picked to win their own division of their own conference. Well, first of all, you're talking. You alluded to it a little while ago. The the infinite wisdom of the media. The right. same media that said there will never be a president Donald Trump. Correct. You know, right. <laughs> on Correct. a national That's level. Right. That's right. Um, you understand why why North Texas is picked where they were. But Luke, you know, I, I had mentioned last week that that North Texas Southern Miss game to me, you talk about a clash of the Titans because you got a, a North Texas team that by all rights should be loaded for bear offensively. And you got a Southern Miss team whose defense across the board ranks as one of the top teams in the league, including in the cross section of polls, the defensive line for Southern Miss is projected the number one defensive line in the conference. So if that's true, if all things being true that North Texas, of course, with the uh, Mason Fine at quarterback, and Southern Miss's defensive line being that strong, man, you got a classic offense versus defense matchup. And usually, I'll take a defense over an offense. Hmm. Luke, your thoughts on that? Yeah, we are always taught, and Coach Bauer always taught us that offense sells tickets, defense wins games, special teams wins championships. So that's going to be, and again, it's really going to determine what type of mental shape Southern Miss is in. Because I mean, you look at what North Texas is up against. The Cal game, yeah, Cal will push them, obviously. That'll be a good matchup. But, you know, this is a team beat Arkansas last year. The Houston game, it, 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 to me, it helps that we play them right before uh, the Houston game. But for Southern Miss, when you look at, by far, such a, a much harder schedule going in, the, the Eagles are going to get beat up physically. And I don't mean, like, going to be overpowered or overmatched. But at the same token... I mean, there's some. Those are you're playing two SEC teams, and uh, the the one of the best teams in the Sun Belt. You're three out of first four games. So when the Eagles roll in, you've got UTEP uh, the week before. So that that should be a breeze. Um, so you, you got in some ways a little chance to heal, but and you've got the off week. That's the biggest thing for Southern Miss. You got the off week right before North Texas. But again, if if the Eagles get beat up a little physically, you just hope that they don't get beat up mentally. Uh, you, you don't want you you do not want to go into that off week. Uh, you know how in the world if you lost to Troy you'd be two and three going into the North Texas game. You you, you got to be three and two, and and if if you're three and two or something crazy happens in Starkville, you're four and one. Then you're flying sky high going into the off week, and you feel like you can knock off North Texas. The North Texas game is so big in so many ways. And I know that if the Southern Miss coaches are listening, they're going, why in the world are they talking about North Texas when we got all these other games? Here's why. It's because you don't play for a conference championship unless you win your side of the ledger, right? You have to win the North Texas game because then even if it comes to a tiebreaker, you get the head-to-head. So if there is a game that you have to circle three or four times, that is the one. Mm -hmm. Southern Miss has got to beat North Texas. End of story. In order to have a chance at the conference championship. And let me throw in that uh, any coach that disagrees is welcome to come on the show and talk to us. (laughs) 
<laughs> Another shameless plug by Bob Getty trying to get a, a football coach to join us here on the Eagle Hour. But you know how they always hate that. They'll go, man, we're, 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 no, we're preparing right. for Alcorn. We're not preparing for North Texas. You know? So so when you but, really start your conference schedule, guys, uh, you know, there's a – I hate to sound this way, but, I mean, I guess optimistically you hope that the, the team comes out of the first month two and two. Fair to say? Well, you hope so. You hope so. But the right. odds if makers – If you don't come out two and two, if you don't come out two and two – uh, it may be a long season. Yeah. Because here's the thing: yeah. if you, if you can't beat Troy, then how can you how can you beat North Texas? Right. You know because because Troy is on the road. Or if you get yeah, but still, if you get blown out by Troy or you get beat by two touchdowns by Troy, how are you going to win at Ruston on October nineteenth? You no, know, I, I get, but you know, you know, and and last year was last year. But again, just to remind everybody, if. And I know if ifs and buts were candy and nuts every day, it'd be Christmas. I get that. But they were just about five points away. The Eagles were about five points away from having two more wins on their ledger and being eight and four as opposed to six and six. Emotionally, eight and four looks a lot better than six and six. And eight and four would have gotten the Eagles into a bowl game. You know? That Monroe game is the one that everybody break it down to it. You were you were eight points away from three more wins. Okay, well there you go. You know, but what what I'm what I'm comparing it to a loss to Troy wouldn't be demoralizing, as demoralizing as losing to Louisiana Monroe at home. But at the same token, that that game that loss crippled us. I think mentally later in the year. I think it really did. And it, it was Jack drove down the field. We throw a pick late in the game. And so it, it cripples that. So all what I'm saying is you can get the tar beat out of you at Tuscaloosa the week after, but if you win at Troy, you come out four games, you're playing one of the best Sun Belt teams and two SEC teams that will probably both be ranked Alabama in the top five, Mississippi State maybe in the top 20. And you go two and two through that, I'm cool with it. Well, let me throw this out. What if, what if the Golden Eagles get beat by Troy? But then go beat Alabama. Everybody will have forgotten about the Troy game, right, Kelly? Bob, Bob. We're, Bob we're trying so hard to Bob. keep kids off drugs. <laughs> Let me. Can I? Can I say something right now? Okay, so Bob's been trying to sell Dalton a Z twenty eight for like the last nineteen years on this show. Bob, I will. I will. I. I don't have it. I don't even have remote. I will buy your sports car in cash money. If we pull off a miracle in Tuscaloosa, well, I'll do it. Uh, oh, wow. This is being recorded. We recorded all the shows. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, 26,000. You better 20, hope. 26K. And, uh, oh, uh, I'm, expecting, I'm expecting the cash money. Luke, you better hope collections start to go up. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at the blue hey, value real quick. If we beat Alabama, if we beat Alabama, uh, yeah. I'll do it. Stranger I'll do things it. I know some happened. bankers. And, and people Stranger. spend money with when they're experiencing two different emotions, happiness and uh, sadness. Right? Stranger things have happened, guys. You're right. Yeah. Well, not, not a lot of things stranger than that. <laughs> they but, have. But they have happened. All right. Now, we want to sell a lot of tickets for football. We're going to talk to the man that's responsible for that when we come back.
Oh, yeah, 65-cent wing and drink specials. And they want us to uh, encourage people to look at their Facebook page for weekly specials. Well, who's that? Fourth Street. Is, that a, is okay. that a certain day of the week, or is that every day? The 65-cent wings. Uh, the Tuesdays. Tuesdays, okay. Which today is. It's just today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to cheat, Kelly. Before football season, I'll go have a cheat night. I might go down there and eat me a sandwich one night. Well, I'm on I'm on 2,000 calories a day, Luke. And when I find, you know, the more I'm learning about food and um, uh, density of foods and meaning, you know, they're they're low in calories but high in density, like grapes, for example. I can I could eat a hundred grapes and still rack up maybe eighty calories. You know, I mean, there's nothing nothing to them. Right. When you when you make those good food choices, there's plenty of foods available that I can eat and still get under two thousand calories. What a about day. Krispy Kreme? No, of course no, not. No I mean, you can eat no. you can eat a Krispy Kreme, but that just means the rest of the day you're going to have to probably eat nothing but fruits and vegetables. Right. You know, and and again, this is That's just what, this is just to lose weight. Once I get to where I want right. to be, then you'll be able to increase your you calorie intake. Of course. Sure. All the meat you want. Right? Yeah, lean. I'm at, you know, lean. Kelly, that's what I downloaded. Uh, I'm on that premium, that uh, Under Armour. Okay. So I'm tracking my calories through that. It's yeah. pretty cool, dude. You can, like, scan packages. Like, I was eating tuna yesterday yeah. at lunch. With the, I can scan that pa- package, and it automatically uploads. Like, yeah. Everything. Protein, the label. Carbs, everything. The, the, the bar, yeah. barcode. So we don't want to see you at yeah. that bakery down the street, Luke. Hey, I haven't been in that bakery in probably three months. That's a great place. And see, I love, if there's anybody oh, that just, could live on bread alone. I, I could eat all kinds of sweet <laughs> I love bread, man. I just Bread, cinnamon rolls, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Man. I just. That's what I'm doing, Kelly. I, I think I, I think mine's like like 24, but I've been trying to get, I've been I've been at 2,000 or under yeah. since I've been tracking. And there's sometimes when I, when I struggle to make 1,500. You know, I'll have to go yeah. just eat a little something before I go to bed just to make sure, because you don't want to slow your metabolism down too much, you know. Right. Uh, and getting my steps in and doing all Because like I said, I hate sweating and I hate exercise. So if you're not going to exercise, you got to master the food. You know, it's a two-part right. equation. Uh, but down 30 pounds now. and That's awesome, dude. Uh, in th- How long? You hate three sweating, Three months. Huh? I do. I hate to sweat. Ugh. See? Yeah. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so about ten pounds a month, which I think is a safe, you know, slow way to, to do it. <sighs> what is the, what is the uh, apparel for Thursday night? Business uh, casual. Yeah. Okay. You're coming, aren't you, Esquire? Yeah. He's yeah. setting everything up. Yeah. Sure. He's a, he's a video Facebook man. You work real hard to figure out how to make Kelly look good now. That's going to require a bit of extra funding. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, Bob, Kelly, Luke, and Dalton from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Thank you for listening to the Eagle Hour. Your third segment brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Check them out on Facebook. they got weekly specials, and one of those weekly specials up until football season – 
Tuesday night's 65-cent wing and drink specials. Uh, I, I, I told you guys yesterday I'm, I'm on a diet. Uh, Kelly, you, you were talking to me about stuff like that. So I can just kind of go ahead and, and set one night uh, yeah. up until football season and just let that be my cheat night and just kill wings. Yeah, well, and the wings morning. aren't that bad. It's all, it's all the stuff we put on the wings, the barbecue sauce and all that kind of stuff that can really start mounting up in calories. Luke, so. do you remember the time we yeah. were the first time we went to um, – uh, Fuzzy's Tacos and did the show. How, how much has Kelly changed since then? Literally, we got there an hour before the show, and he was already eating. You remember that, Kelly? You were already at the table eating. Yes. Yeah. And you just, you know, people were afraid to reach across the table and get the desserts that they were putting Well, they the even put up a sign that said, do not feed the animals. Right, you know? right. It's just, <laughs> just like a new Kelly now, right? That's it. So, well, if, so like, if we were down hey. there now and they were putting those fried Oreos and stuff up on the table like they did that day, what would you do? I would have to pass. Would you really? You I got would, that kind of you, you don't have to. Kelly wasn't the danger for the churros. That was Michael Mergens. He ate. Yeah, like Michael. Five of them. I think Michael ate about three quarters of the. Churros. Yeah, but when you have a metabolism like Mergens, you can eat whatever you want. Don't you hate people like? Mergens? Well, but he's also chasing around a two-year-old. You right. know, so that right. that keeps you busy. Eats like a. Eats just like. There's no end to the to the tomorrow, and doesn't put on any weight. Weighs 150 pounds. Yeah, I regress. It happens. You regress. Yeah. Hey, let's talk some football tickets. Uh, ben Winpigler from the Southern Miss Ticket Office. I should remind you guys, Ben Ben uh, is, is our is our ticket guy, but I, I officiated his wedding, Bob and Kelly, and and he had me in the middle of his vows stop and give a Southern Miss football. There update we go. There's our kind we of guy kicking the mess out of Charlotte. Yeah, our he's our kind, kind of guy. guy. Yeah. And uh, he joins us now. Ben, what's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing? So the fact that the fact that he did that, Ben. Uh, when did you guys divorce? <laughs> <laughs> so far, she's still uh, she's still put up with me. Uh, I know Luke loves to tell that story, but hey, you know I, I got to keep up with my Eagles. And when my wife said that we're having a game or having our wedding on the day of a football game, I just said yes, dear, and went along with it. So mm. I still have to know the score. Let me give you some advice from a guy who's been married a long time. Keep that in your head. Yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Luke. Ben, uh, tell, man, we got some uh, some ticket stuff coming up. Uh, football season uh, just uh, a little over a month away. Uh, people really just pushed to fill the rock five times, 30,000-plus. Tell us about all the stuff we need to know about season tickets and ticket information for football season. Yeah, uh, definitely. So we, we've got some great deals coming up. Um, one of our big uh, packages that we're pushing this year, especially to our local businesses um, within, you know, an hour or so of Mississippi, uh, or excuse me, of Southern Miss, is our business pack. So, um, you know, it's a great way to get your business involved. Uh, you can use it for yourself. You can use it for, you know, clients. You can use it for customers. Um, and it's a great way to give back. You know, we're, we're really pushing it for our Hattiesburg businesses um, because we can't do it without the businesses here in Hattiesburg. Um, they're kind of the lifeblood of what we do here. So if they get behind it, you know, the whole community gets behind it. So the business pack started only $200. We have a $200 package and a $560 package, and it's a great way to get involved. Now, I heard, too, Ben, that, uh, that they're moving some things around in the stadium, that the marching band is going to be moved from the end zone 
where they've been the last couple of years, and they're yep. going to move the band back over to the east side in the student section, yes? That is correct. So we are doing that. We're moving over the band. Um, you know, the band had grown grown in size enough where, you know, they didn't fit as well right there, so we moved them back where they were on the east side of the stadium. Um, so now that area in the end zone is going to be open for fans to sit. I know that end zone area is a very premium area, um, a very hot-selling area. It's one of our top-selling areas in the stadium. Um, so if you've ever wanted to sit in the end zone but you didn't have a chance, now is your time. We've got some exciting things going on down there um, in the end zone. We've got a bunch of open seats from the band moving, so we, we need people to fill those up, help us get 30K in there five times um, because that area is really nice. It's a really good view. Um, you've got access to the concession stands right there that aren't near as busy as the ones in the concourse. Um, so it's a really nice area. And I heard, too, that uh, yeah. the, the, the businesses you're obviously trying to appeal to, but also the young families. You've got some family packages available. Yeah, so our family plans in the lower deck started only $240. So you get an adult ticket and a youth ticket for $240. Um, really good deal. You get out and you can bring your kid to the games, you know, get them started on a Golden Eagle tradition. And if you like to sit in the upper deck, we've got one of those too. It's only $110 for the two tickets, and that's for all five games this year. So you wow. can, you're not going to get a better bargain yeah. anywhere else in, in college sports that I know of. Um, it, you know, we got the business pack that you can get in and, you know, get your business involved, and that's a really good deal because um, you can use it for so many different purposes. We've got the family plan uh, to get your kids started early, and you get a good deal on the ticket. So we've, we've got some really exciting things coming up here in the ticket office and getting ready for uh, a good season, a great season, actually. Right. Bob, you know, growing up, I always watched uh, football east to west. But when I started sitting in the end zone, you, you watch a lot of football. It's a whole different perspective mm-hmm. when you're sitting north and south because mm-hmm. if you're on if you're watching offense, you can see plays develop. If right. you're watching defense, you can see reads from linebackers and stuff. Have you, have you experienced that at all? Like being able well, to watch, it's a, it's a whole different view watching it from behind. I have, and I agree. I would suggest to anybody that wants to sit in the end zone, get a little elevation right. where you're not sitting right on the field. Get get up a little bit, maybe middle ways, higher, and 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 you're exactly right. I mean, you can now. Let me say this: I know Luke, you and Kelly, you guys have a lot of swag, so y'all sit in suites at game. I sit in the upper deck a lot, and you know what? Uh, I think uh, Ben, the upper deck is a great place to uh, to watch a football game. It really is. You know, I, I, we have a lot of people, my father-in-law in particular, he, he only sits in the upper deck. That's where he likes to sit because you can see everything um, kind of develop from a different angle um, than you would lower down. And there's really, honestly, there's not a bad seat in our stadium. Um, the way our stadium is, is designed, you're not going to get a bad view of what's going on in the field. Um, one thing is funny, you mentioned that, Luke, about sitting in the end zone. A lot of our people that sit down there are for former football players. Um, so I, I never yeah. thought of that perspective because they, you know, the normal fan sees it on the TV from the side, and that's the view we're all used to. But a lot of people that like to sit down there I talk to were football players. They're like, this is the way that we saw the game when we were on the field. Right. So this is the way we like to watch it now. Yeah, but Ben, so. these, these two guys are up in the suites. They, they have people <laughs> yeah. feeding oh, yeah. them grapes you know, and things Luke's of that a 
roller. You know, I love they, both of these guys, really. Yeah. I've yeah. never been invited, but you know both what? of these guys are up there. But now, back in the day when I did sit outside with the common right. folks, right. with, the common with folks. people <laughs> like me, <laughs> right. the upper deck you've talked about, Bob, the thing that I liked about the upper deck is if there was a breeze. Oh, felt yeah. good. You go, oh, yeah. man. You're going to feel it up there. Oh, and it's yeah, a great that, view of the game. Yeah. Great view of the game. What's great about that? There's always a perennial smart aleck. He will <laughs> sit in his spot. He will oh, be yeah. the only person <laughs> sitting in like section AA on oh, the yeah. east side of the rock at the very, very. T- it's 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 great. Ben, uh, one th- other thing I wanted to ask because uh, I, I noticed this on the on the website. You guys got a recent grad ticket package, and it's kind yeah. of packaged in with an Eagle Club membership, and it really it really serves those people that have recently graduated from yeah. the university. Yeah, so um, that that's something we started not too terribly long ago, but we've done really well with it. So if you've graduated um, either with your bachelor's or with your graduate degree in the past three years, you're actually eligible for basically half-price tickets. Um, so you can get two lower-level season tickets and an Eagle Club membership with a parking pass for only two hundred and forty dollars. Hmm. So you're getting an almost wow. you know five six hundred dollar value at only two hundred and forty dollars. I'm about to pay that for the parking pass. Right, right, yeah. That's because uh, in the that covers your Eagle Club and the tickets and everything. And the same thing in the upper deck is only one hundred and fifty dollars. So you're getting a half price ticket, basically a half price Eagle Club, and you can use that for three years. So if you're a recent graduate in the area of Hattiesburg, this is a a tremendous deal. It's even a better, um, you know, almost a better bargain than our family plan if you're a recent graduate. All right, all right, Ben. Also along the line of the students, okay. What if you waited for your student loan to come in and then dropped out? <laughs> Kelly's well, asking from experience. Yeah, asking for a friend, as they well, say. I'm sure we could work something out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, no college students ever do no, that, right? No, Wait for right. their student loans coming so in. Ben, and quit. when uh, where where is a source that people? You have a lot of plans, right? So where can people go to analyze all the plans and decide what might be best for them and their family? Yeah, definitely. So we, like you said, we've got several different ways. Probably the most efficient way and the easiest way is going to go to southernmiss.com. And from southernmiss.com, um, you can find the link at the top that goes to the ticket office or to the ticket information. We have all the info listed there on every single package we have, um, every group plans that we have, everything like that. Because not only is season tickets important, but being, bringing groups in are important as well. So we've got all that info on there. Um, you can always call the um, Pat Lease ticket office if you call um, 601-266-5418 or 1-800-844-TICK. Um, you can get us here at the ticket office. We, you know, we'd love to explain to you whatever we need to. Um, or you can always come into the Pat Frilly Center on West 4th Street. So there are several different ways that you can find out our info. All right, Ben, thanks very much. And remember what I told you, yes, dear. Yes, dear. We'll help right. you a Thank lot y'all. in the years to come. Thank we'll y'all. Right Thank y'all back. for having me on. All Southern right. Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Appreciate Ben Winpigler joining us from the Southern Miss ticket office. And again, you can go to southernmiss.com or go see him at the Ferlisi Center. 
or uh, call the ticket office, uh, 1-800-844-TICK, if my memory serves me right. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Gulfport Home Center, located on Highway 49 in Gulfport. Gulfport Home Center, more room for you, more room for your family. Go see them or check them out online. Gulfport Home Center, proud sponsor of the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour. You know, we were talking about, uh, you know, where we sit, and uh, I just want to make this clear for, for people out there. I did not experience a suite until I followed Bob Getty into a suite. Okay? Yeah, I just okay. want to lay that out there. Just want to clarify the record. It's just true. I got in the East Club, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, you were uh, I was following you. But you know, back in the day, my dad and I. What what do they what do they used to call? What do they still call those those chairbacks in the West Upper Side? You know, there's yeah. it's like a section like ten right. rows. Great so seats. Dad and I always had, great seats. Dad and I always had bleachers. Uh, and so what we would do is, and I'm not suggesting anybody out there ever do this, but but at when when I was a little kid growing up, I was like five or six, seven. I was watching Brett Favre. Uh, after the second quarter, we're like we would see who who didn't show up, and then we just sneak down sure. and we'd sit chair back. I'm too old to sit on a bleacher for three and a half hours. My back hurts, Kelly. I don't know about you. <laughs> I wouldn't know because I'm up in the executive oh, lounge. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah. Now, will you do like you did last year? You graciously would throw me a few chicken wings over the edge. Down well, the when nobody's head. looking, because that's it's what really, I meant. Yeah, it's I really kind of gauche, actually. I know. But I know. as long as people aren't looking, I'm gonna by, bring my bag just in I'm, case. I'm always uh, glad to help out. Thank you, Kelly. You know? I appreciate but since that. I've been working here about two years, doesn't that mean I can come up there with y'all now? No. Sure, with kid. No, Kelly doesn't allow me, and I've known him for twenty years, and he laughs no. when I ask him about going to the suite. No millennials allowed. Oh, I take offense <laughs> to that. You'll all have to opt out. It would be too hard. It would be too hard to climb the steps to get up there for a millennial. Well, that's what the elevators are for, babe. You know? <laughs> hey, Media Day. Actually, football starts it's tomorrow. Yeah, Frisco, tomorrow. Texas, right? Right, right. And then we're on the road Friday back at Ramey Motors. Luke, I want to throw this at you. This isn't sports related, but I sort of threw this at Esquire during the break. It's no fault of his because. Obviously, we're older than him. But do you do you realize what today is the fiftieth anniversary of? Is it the Apollo landing? Correct. Good for you. He heard it. The launch. The Actually, the launch. They no. landed. <laughs> they would have landed. Yeah. They launched on Tuesday. Landed on. Kelly and I were talking about this. Luke, we're we're old enough to remember the utter fascination of sitting in the home with our families when we were kids and watching that. And then going outside and looking up in the sky at the moon and realizing there were two Americans walking on the surface. It was incredible, wasn't it, Kelly? And I remember my, my dad, God rest his soul, he, he actually told me, he said, Neil Armstrong was really not the first one on the moon. Alice Cramden was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ralph Cramden from the Honeymooners. One of these days. <laughs> Pow! To the moon, Alice. <laughs> you know. But just, a, you know, an incredible, incredible accomplishment by the United States 50 years ago today. And it, it's been so long ago that a lot of people now, it, it means nothing to them. But for those of us that were around to remember, it'll be a day we remember the rest of our lives. And President Kennedy said in, at his first inauguration, I believe, that one of his goals was to have a man on the moon by the end of the decade. Not because it's easy, but because it's hard. 
That's exactly what. And we made it by six months. Yeah. So that goes to yeah. show you about American ingenuity if we really put our mind to something. A proud moment for the United States 50 years ago today, no question about that. So Coach Hobson is going to be at media day tomorrow. Jordan Mitchell, I think, is one right. of the players that's also going to be there. Right. Uh, you know who else, Luke? I had it in my notes, but I didn't bring him in here today. Quez Watkins, isn't it? Is Quez no, going to? Uh, no? no. Do you recall, Luke? I don't think so. Who the two? I don't. I'll look it yeah. up. Okay, we'll, we'll find it. Uh, sure. Do you place any importance on stuff like that? No, I think it's. I think it's more for the fan bases. You know, because like mm-hmm. I said, even if you do have anything, you're not going to tell anybody mm-hmm. you have anything. It's just a, you know. But it is. It, it just kind of ignites the fan base's interest. Okay, the summer is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Time to start really thinking about school and really. Here in Mississippi, public school registrations start next week. New students and returning students and all that. And mm-hmm. 6th of August, a lot of the public right. schools in Mississippi start. You know, Luke really set a precedent today. Uh, Luke, you really outdid Carter Jewelry. You know, they have that kind of weird uh, deal every year where they make some great bet. You're going to give yeah. me $28,000 in cash if Alabama is defeated by it, Southern Mississippi. It went up, up $2,000 <laughs> in two segments. You it see was why 26. I didn't buy the car now? Wait till yeah, next week. That's why you didn't buy the car. <laughs> Wait till next you week. You never bought the car, Dalton. Hey, for everybody that knowing we blue booked it, and, and it is it is way under both of those prices that Bob Getty right, just but I mean, you know, Yeah, but if you agreed to buy it for that price. Correct. And I, you heard him, right? I, you know, I, I didn't agree to buy it for any price. I just agreed to buy it. Okay, so... Negotiation will still be All right, so we're, we're a consensus that Southern Miss will not beat Alabama. But I wonder just how well the Golden Eagles can go play at Mississippi State if they can make that a competitive game, if the program is back to that level, to be competitive at Starkville against Mississippi State. If the defense is, if, if the defense is as good as, as it should be, barring any injury, the Eagles should be in every single game they play. Maybe the Alabama one, but they, could, they can right. hang with the tide for a little while. You concur, Luke? Yeah. I concur, and and I think it could happen. Hey, did you hear about the restaurant on the moon? No. Great food, no atmosphere. (laughs) Look at this dude. Oh, my gosh. That's enough for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock, everybody. That is just so bad, I'm going to steal it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.